0: I just don't know why we let women drive.
1: The absolute terrors that women are when they drive. I just, just can't believe it, man. They she just like, she just hit that poor man.
0: Like, it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't get how we let women behind the wheel. That poor guy walking, she just slams into him like that, man. This is crazy. Such a shame.
2: Isn't that video just like so? Perfect, like a visual explanation of modern masculinity.
0: <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> it's that you know what, Rob? Play the stream one. Play the guy crossing the stream. That's another perfect. That's another perfect modern okay, masculinity so video.
2: These these dudes, man. These dudes.
1: <laughs> Dude, right now. You can't go back. You can't go back.
0: Wait, is there swearing in this? No, no. It beeps it out. I mean, it, it's oh, beeped sh- out. Oh, but sh- <laughs> <laughs> well, why do? Doing- oh. <laughs> <laughs> definitely modern masculinity <laughs> oh, man. You, you gotta really go back to the to the driving one the very beginning of it because you kind of started it like two three seconds in Did I? the guy just casually walks into the car and the oh. and the best part is the people coming over because they're concerned for him like you got to really be at the beginning look watch where he's from <laughs>
1: it's just so bad <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
2: man is that in like or something that would
0: make sense it's probably london oh, we know because i think the driver it was does look
1: it looks it doesn't look like potentially American. turkish i don't know the language i don't
0: Everybody know always, always it could be Poland Street.
1: too just,
2: just i used to work in a grocery store and for five years and we would every once in a while and it was the funniest thing have people especially like young people who would go into like the produce section and they would try to intentionally slip on something, and you'd see them in the security <laughs> camera. They'd be like testing the ground, looking around, make sure no one's like too close. And then they would trip. And I was just like, oh, another one's in here to pay their student loans. Okay. This should be
0: <laughs> <laughs> but there's always people looking for a lawsuit, right? Exactly. I'll tell you, man, the past couple of days has just been very draining. Yeah. It's just been so draining. Every time, like, what stinks is. The videos that when we do church drama are always the ones that do the best, but it's just so tiresome.
1: Like, literally, this morning when you texted me and said, We'll do Nick's, Nick's thing on locals, but on YouTube, we're talking about this article from Colonel Zen on the sit in. I'm like,
0: Oh, well, we'll talk about that for two minutes. I really want to talk about the um, uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Supreme Court Justice uh Clarence, Clarence Thomas because he's stepping up to to step in for uh big tech censorship.
1: Mm. Yeah, so, what's does matter? What? <laughs> I mean, what's it matter? Who cares? Well,
0: I mean, you know, I, I just I just know he's you know because I see uh Calvin Robinson over in in the UK what they're doing to him, he just got fired from GB News, but now also you have the UK government basically are putting it so that they're able to censor big tech from the government's perspective. I mean you you talk about an invasion of you know they don't have free they don't have free speech there though, right? In the UK. Lucky.
2: They like they do but it's not what we would. So like freedom we,
0: of expression I think.
2: It could be. I've never read. I just know that like, one of the good things about America is that we have all these court cases that have kind of like been legislative tradition on how we define free speech that helps us you know so it's fairly broad with with us in comparison to the the old brits so
0: rob do we have any new apple reviews i haven't checked that. out i haven't checked in for a while um all right so we'll do the uh the typical everybody hit like subscribe i have a note here that says locals like subscribe trivia we're not doing trivia
1: oh wait hold on no (laughs) uh we do hold on there's one thing i want to play here real quick Let me just...
0: how long was that
1: a minute 16
0: okay spiritus listen we'll do an (laughs) ad read you guys got to chop that down to 30 seconds that's my first criticism but but (laughs) i'm gonna say this if they get all the stuff together that they just mentioned in that video that's awesome um and what a huge step up um uh production wise from rick barrett (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <doing> oh. the- <laughs> ouch <laughs> speaking of rick barrett if you guys aren't subscribed to the armed catholic on youtube go go subscribe to the armed catholic rick basically just does like um uh,
1: I, is it that i think it's daily
0: mag dump is this the name of the show but his channel is hmm. the armed catholic okay. the channel is the armed catholic and the show is the daily mag Dump. He basically just does like firearm news and stuff but he had like a really good story on that i watched today it was uh a youtuber Got five years in prison um, for promoting uh, a thing. It's basically just a metal card that turns like a semi-auto into a fully auto. But the thing didn't even work. I got five years. It's like it was just whatever it was. So um, yeah, don't don't
1: don't, don't
0: fire <laughs> shots at the gun fanatic guy. Yeah, go subscribe to Rick Barrett's channel. Um, but yeah, I hope Spiritus gets gets all that stuff going, man, because that would be really cool. I would love to. You know have them as our backup because if, i don't like rumble like the interface kind of stinks it's pain in the butt to use it's terrible so
1: okay we had two new apple reviews
0: no don after the show don't leave here <laughs> <laughs> um let's, First all right, one. So we got, uh, let's avoid
1: it. at all costs anthony everyone on twitter knows that you're not a good catholic man <laughs> You spread misinformation, you thrive on division, and you relish throwing your fellow man to the wolves. Call me whatever you want, but people will know you by your works, and your works are self-evident. Five stars.
0: (laughs) That is actually a tweet someone wrote about me. You're a bad Catholic, and everyone knows you (laughs) by your works, and your works are self-evident. I miss Bob. Where's Kaiser Bob been?
1: It's been a while. Negative Bob hasn't been around.
0: I haven't seen him in a live chat in a while, man. All right, what's the other one?
1: it's possible to be stupid and smart at the same time i now have proof this is possible with this podcast i'm only good at the first part but you guys give me hope that i can
0: achieve the <laughs> oh we love you guys man yeah if you guys haven't written us an apple itunes review we want you to go on there trash us make fun of us but just make sure you leave five stars we will read it on air um we really do. Uh, we really do. We we love reading them, especially when they're funny. I'm going to leave an Apple review, and it's just going to be me complaining about your obnoxious audio intro on the audio only podcast. I'm sorry. Okay. to have got to shorten that up like the Spiritus guys, man. It
1: is two and a half minutes long.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much. Um, let me. Th- I was upstairs playing with the cat before the show, and my kids are like, Dad, your eyes are going to be bleeding. I'm trying to get myself more used to the cat. Because, like, if you expose yourself to whatever you're allergic to, it, you know, it's supposed to. Uh, <laughs> it's three I, minutes.
1: I left. know. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, you gotta, you gotta.
1: Edit. I'll try to edit that. You guys
0: have a fast forward button, right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. Such thing as a fast forward button. I mean, it's 2023, guys. You, if you're watching a replay, you just click past on it. It's six clicks in Google Podcast. Let's <laughs> skip forward. <play. laughs> he knows exactly how many to do. <laughs> Oh, okay man. now i know guys now i know you don't like it okay so um there were some uh wait should we just <laughs> let's we were gonna save this video for locals i i hope he has a good sense of humor but oh, should we hold save on four? we should save on. Local, right?
1: i should show this first though
0: oh uh, people are gonna kill us with all the all the intro stuff yeah they, they, hate, are they hate our banter well some people do i mean i know the people live watching like it but the people that watch the replay hate our banter <laughs> i don't want that
1: hold on this is worth it guys just just hold on a second
0: yeah yeah yeah. it's actually a really good song
1: no not
0: that oh oh that's great (laughs) (laughs) rob has been playing around with ai imagery um and we he put up so me and father dave niggs put a picture of him and i in queen's uh and rob put the background he made it rome and he and what'd you say you're like i know two guys are going to whatever you said what
1: so i mean it's only two days after you posted the exact same picture with queens as the background so i figured it would be clear that i photoshopped it and i said uh i said uh, i have it on good authority that there's two trads trying to infiltrate the synod there in rome right now and i put the picture up you put the coliseum
0: people, in the background people bought it <laughs> they thought it was a real picture and we had to take the picture now because Father Father X didn't want his diocese thinking he was actually going to infiltrate the church. <laughs> Which
1: fair, I get it, I do. Yeah. Oh, uh, Anthony, you haven't seen the one I I did of Todd yet. You want to see the one I did of Todd? No yeah, yeah, but one
0: sec, real quick. Tara, here's why. If you subscribe to our low, first off, um, if you just go to the free version, whenever we leave here, you'll get the free version. We always put up a free. So we we do half the show on youtube and then the other half on locals that's free you won't be able to comment and stuff but what we did was we just went on a um a, basically a retreat with eight of us and we put the first conversation up but that's behind the paywall so if you do subscribe you will see the first conversation that is up it's about an hour and 40 minute conversation that we had at a table it's just a bunch of us sitting around smoking cigars drinking bourbon talking the catholic faith we don't talk drama in the church we talk catholicism we ask Uh, We get Todd's conversion story and a whole bunch of good topics come up. I'm going to, I'm about uh, a quarter of the way through editing the other talk. That's about four hours long. So I'm going to put those up in segments. So hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to pop up like a 45 minute segment and put that up up there also. These are really just genuine conversations where we had a couple of drinks. There's going to be one segment where I'm being sarcastic about women that I hope people don't get upset at. That's going to be the final segment we put up.
1: Oh, you. I thought that one was gone forever.
0: Oh, no, it's still there. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. We may put that up at a higher tier just because <laughs> it's pretty yeah, it a good thing. Unite the Clans part two mentions Nick Cavazos. That yeah. is nice. I saw so, that. I appreciate that. Yeah,
2: I saw it. Was,
0: it was pretty good. Yeah, I'll always like the original. <laughs> <laughs> all right should we get into this story i know everybody hates our long long intros Um, yeah because i'm pre-planning <laughs> to be upset yeah the women so wait i have to at least tell this part so what happened was we went alex malone popped in and alex comes and we were just talking you about like ours ar- part uh, yeah we we're talking about arguing with the wives and alex tells us he's never had an argument with his wife and i'm um, dumbfounded by what he's saying i'm like how could you never argue with your wife i'm like women are annoying how do you not how do you not argue with women and he just sat there i guess because the camera was on so smart
1: man unlike yeah. the rest of us who thought you could be trusted by editing out. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right should we get into this article um okay, two which one? Two one are we doing first there's, there's, two, there's two different ones um so we have uh maybe let's actually do the lead first yeah, let's go with Cardinals and not bury the lead.
1: Of course, that, that's the single one you didn't send me. I have to look that one up on Twitter.
0: Oh, man.
1: From Nair Montana, right?
0: I believe so. Oh, how did I not send that to you? I thought I did.
1: Because you just told me to look it up on Twitter. Here, I have it. Uh, let me share
0: this. Have you read yeah, there's this a rhetoric? good Edward Penton article that's also there? And you're gonna have to read it because I don't have it, I don't know what I did with it. Uh. Um, you know what, though? Actually, wait because if you go on Edward Penton, he, he gives you the highlights. Okay, um, Edward Penton's Twitter, he gives the highlights, uh, some key points from Carnal, but no, some key points from cardinal Zen's, you want okay i got it okay <laughs> key points right now, from on. cardinal Zen's letter to episcopal members of the synod on synodality i feel even greater confusion and worry when i see the suggestion being made that finally the day has come to overturn the pyramid that is with the hierarchy surmounted by the lay people uh in the in the preparatory document from the very beginning it is clearly said that for for a synodal church, it is necessary to reestablish democracy.
1: When was the church ever democratic?
0: And it's, and it's preposterous. Um, the synod secretariat is very efficient at the art of manipulation because of what I am going to say. I can be easily accused of conspiracy theory, but I see clearly a whole plan of manipulation. They begin by saying that we must listen to all little by little they make us understand that among these all there are especially those whom we have excluded finally we understand that what they mean are people who opt for sexual morality different from that of the catholic tradition often they claim they have not any agenda this is truly an offense and this is truly an offense to our intelligence anyone can see which conclusions they are aiming at like this is okay so this is this, this article really Um, this intervention he sends today really made me think how to the, to the people that are saying we're, we're being irrational and we're, we're we have bad will towards the Pope, the Cardinals that we've always loved for the past decade. I think Nick, you even said this in our last episode, these men that we've always thought were brave and courageous and the, and the holiest of, of the cardinals, right? And the bishops. Now, all of a sudden, these guys are bad guys. And they're telling us that we're taking Francis out of context. and we're, But when you see the guys that, I mean, when you see a Cardinal Zen and a Cardinal Seurat, this I mean, worried.
1: Every Novus, or- Novus Ordo church out there has a copy or two of, of the power of silence by Seurat. Mm-hmm. He's not
0: some rad trad, right? At all at all so when you see guys like that seeing the things that are happening and they're worried that means we're not because this channel doesn't ever say francis any proclamations on francis like we don't we don't we stay out of that we don't even criticize anybody by name typically all we're saying is you're not crazy and you and there's nothing uncharitable about seeing reality for what it is right and uh Mm -hmm. all right nick i know you got stuff to say i can see you itching over there no, I'm just,
2: yeah, just agreeing with you 100%. Like to point to Rob's point on like, the democratic nonsense that you see, this is exactly what I was saying the other night about synodality. Synodality is trying to just level the playing field completely so that essentially the idea of a hierarchical, monarchical church is completely destroyed. And this is and, and why we're seeing all of the really good cardinals that we've all really loved over the last decade attacked and maligned is because the nature of the revolution is it's going to be pushing the whole unit, the whole edifice of the church, if you will, in one direction so much so that the, I guess, bounds of moderation, the bounds of left and right continue to go further. And so these cardinals are now looked at as like, you know, far right, schismatic or rad trads only because the quote mainstream is discussing things like homosexual blessings which 10 years ago would never have been the same thing. Like we talk about this in the American political context about how like Republicans in the nineties are vastly different than Republicans in the mid 2010s and how Republicans even now are very, very different. It just depends. Like you of course have different varying groups that kind of go back and forth, left and right, if you will, but you're starting to see
0: it. um, I would say the Overton window, right? It's just shifted so much in the past Even in the past five years, because the first, I I guess it was under a Morris, there was like, we all just got this shock thinking, wait, what is it? And I think a lot of people were still doing the Pope's plane thing where they were saying, well, no, this isn't what he meant. And then once that article came out where it was, uh, I think it was the Brazilian bishop sent that letter and Francis said there is no other way to interpret a Morris Letizia, than this. This yeah. oh, these Argentinian bishops, you know. And now yeah. we were just talking last show about how that is uh, apparently part of the magisterium now. But there's still people telling us we're being uncharitable and reading Francis wrong. The, I had this one kid trying to tell me that Cardinal Zen. I'm, I said you would have said Cardinal Zen was one of the most courageous bishops a few years ago. Now you're actually saying I'm like now he's the bad guy. He goes well, he's not the bad guy. He's just misinformed, and he's and he's being influenced by rad trad influencers. <laughs> and I'm like, do you really think Cardinal Zen isn't smart enough to he, actually do Cardinal his own research? Cardinal Zen
1: might not even have an uncensored like internet connection. It's the man lived in he, Hong Kong. Do you
0: he think he's watching Taylor Marshall? Do you think he's a secret
1: phone line to, to Vegano? I mean,
2: come on, he's in no, China. He has my phone number, you guys. I'm the one influencing him. It's just, Oh, like, yeah,
1: yeah, what, that's right. What is
2: this nonsense? Like, is that really an argument? The problem is, is that they're so scared. They're so incredibly scared that their edifice of what they believe in is completely shifting. And they've not actually worked through those problems so that as the edifice continues to shift in a year's time, they will be. And I already see this in some like conservative corners in a year's time. They will be saying, well, look. We have to bless homosexual unions because that is the nice thing to do, and maybe through our kindness they'll repent.
0: They'll be defending women, deacons. Mm-hmm. Look, their their whole faith is wrapped up in this, and they're afraid to watch any content that will challenge their faith because it's if they find out a year from now, year from now. or five years from now that that like if the next papacy declares Francis was an anti pope, what <laughs> what happens to them? Their whole Everything falls apart for them. 90-year-old Hong Kong are under constant watch by Chinese secret police being influenced by the SSPX. I, it's <laughs> not even the SSPX because the SSPX really – I don't know. They're pretty – they don't – they're not known to be, like, big on social media.
2: No, the SSPX actually has a policy where they actually have to get approval by their superiors to even go on podcasts to talk about the crisis because they see, like, not just all the craziness going on 24-7, but also they get all of the malign and malicious attacks 24-7. And they're just like, look, we could either spend our lives doing our priesthood, trying to save souls, preach the faith, or on YouTube responding to
0: people. And so they Mm -hmm. choose the former because that's what they're made for. Isn't this such a perfect – so, like, the people who really love Francis and they're his biggest fans, I don't understand why we would choose to ignore those people. They're the ones saying we're schismatic. They're the one, but they're saying the same. That's why uh my in my criticism of the Pope's planner in chief, I said you you are essentially Mike Lewis, you are essentially Austin Ivory. That that's there's no difference in the position there. It's if you're defending these things, you are a leftist Catholic. You ju- you're just putting the veneer on it of saying. It's always you always defend the pope as a cat. Look, I I I really do still hold that if you are silent about these things and you don't talk about them, that is still an honorable thing to do as a Catholic to not criticize the hierarchy. But to verbally defend this stuff is I can't I can't understand that. I it's know
2: ver- it, it is it's it's this is what a future pope will I think have to do. He'll have to eventually like rule on some like quasi philosophical things. One of which is that only the Pope has reason like the faculty of reason, because that's essentially what these people are gaslighting us into doing is that, Oh no, no, no. only the Pope knows what he's talking about. Only he does. And also I do. So that's why you should come and pay for my show. Um, But everybody else who just takes him at his word. Oh no, they're just misinformed. They don't know Spanish. You have to tilt your head and twist your arm (laughs) and you'll understand it. I'm just like, guys, I can read. I have, I have a master's degree. I don't. Ne- I don't need you to explain on a YouTube channel basic English. I can also read the Latin translation just fine. That's cool too.
0: So, I, I, I actually. Oh, sorry, I got it wrong. I
1: was going to say I like how in a church that now more or less promote uh, promotes universalism. Us trads are the
0: only one going to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a, that is pretty funny, right? That's what, that's what, you know,
2: dare we? Dare we hope? Is true that <laughs> for you? So okay, except for I,
0: you. I, I have I have somebody here. I'm going to read to you some of the stuff I'm, re- I'm, I'm looking at today. Catholicism is the Pope, and the Pope is, is Catholicism. If you're against the Pope, you're against the faith. Um, Judas wasn't Pope. Popes may err, but nobody has the authority to decide if a Pope has erred but the Pope. Whatever the Pope says is correct to the best of my knowledge, yes. If the Pope is ever wrong, he will tell me one day, and then I will believe the new thing. This is all oh, from one person. Like wow. these are these are responses I'm getting. The Pope is literally the source and summit of the Catholic faith. Not the Eucharist, <laughs> the Pope. <laughs> so somebody says no, it's the Eucharist, and this person says, and the Pope and and the Pope guarantees valid Eucharist. No Pope, no Eucharist. Um, and I'm sitting by and I'm like, this can't that's be a that, serious that, account. And they said, it's gotta course be a troll it. account. Of course, I'm serious. I'm trying to keep you from leading others into heresy, the heresy of schism with the Pope. This person is dead serious. These people actually think like this. Like I'm, not, I'm like this. This has no way, right? The Pope is literally the source and summit of the faith. This is what you're doing without the
1: Pope. With. There's no valid Eucharist. Uh, the Orthodox have it.
2: Oh, bro. Well, see, what I'm just like freaking out about, well, not freaking out, I guess, just like weeping internally, is that they have gotten them play themselves into the place where they just need to come out and say it: the Pope is
0: God, because that is just That's what it path. is. So now, this is a guy who that I'm going to read you. I had to block him because he was just getting so obnoxious. He he, he calls himself uh, spooky Canadian monarchy. Respect. Him. Oh yeah, I've
1: I've muted him.
0: I had to I had to block them today. The Pope himself has already explained what the synod is about. Yet people still continue to light their hair on fire over it. These kinds of synods were established by Paul the Sixth in the sixties. They are not. They are not organs of the Magisterium. They do not teach. You know, it's um, funny
1: because Cardinal Zen in his letter actually addresses that that whole thing that this is not the same as the synod that. Directly after, you know, from Paul VI, and that this one will be magisterial. It it says so itself.
0: Yeah, they said it is. And to them, they, they, they. Okay, so they look at it like, no matter what comes from the synod, Francis will be the one who actually put something out. So what they, what they don't. What's going to happen is they're going to do all their thing during this two-year synod, and then France is going to put out a document, and the document's going to sound 90% orthodox, and then you're going to get these footnotes. And there are going to be exceptions for why women can now wear a a robe and clerics and, uh, well, you know, it's not sacramental, but, and everything before but will be nonsense. And Mm -hmm. you are going to have women in vestments after the synod. And it will be it will be for all intents and purposes, it will be a a woman diaconate or a woman something. but it won't be on paper,
2: you know what they'll do this is what I think makes the most sense. So I saw this I saw a person say this yesterday, and I thought it was honestly brilliant. So it's like if he's gonna make this a democratic level of the playing field, he's not going to come out with like a document that's going to say, you know, this will happen, this will happen, this will happen. I decree, you know, he's not going to come out like a king saying this, 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 and this. So he'll come out like you said, Anthony. Give a bunch of ambiguous language that leaves the door open, where it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound like, okay, you know, each diocese, they can discern, each priest needs to discern if they want to have this position, like this female diaconate, or married priesthood, or homosexual blessings. You guys need to discern on the local level because you are the local church, you know. You guys figure that out. That's what's probably going to happen. So what you'll see, and then this is where, I don't know, I want to hear your guys' thoughts about this. This is where you'll probably see dioceses one split, but then also it will be diocese versus diocese. So I'll give you guys an example. I live in the Diocese of Austin. Austin, I would say, is fairly conservative in the sense that our bishop sends all of the new priests to the Latin Mass community just because he wants them to be influenced by like the liturgical life to go out and celebrate the Nova sort of very reverently for whatever that's worth. Regardless, it's very conservative in that sense. If you go literally just a bit south, Diocese of San Antonio, very liberal. They, they kicked out sister and uh, mother Angelica's nuns. They tried to like, they've banned nearly every TLM. Uh, there's like pride stuff all the time. And so what's going to happen for Catholics who they're in one diocese, they're traveling and they can't go to confession because all of the priests are now coming out of the closet, putting up the rainbow flags on their churches. And so you're going to have literally diocese versus diocese.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's a schism.
0: Yeah, it's going it's my, to. What, what my point is, is that you're not going to see a single schism. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're going to see 30 A shattering. Uh-huh. It's going to be a show. You're going. It's going to look like the Anglican Communion, where you have. It, it, it's not going to be just the conservatives and the. It's going to be, and I think Francis wants that, and he wants. He doesn't want it to be called a schism.
2: Yeah, and this politically would this would this politically, if he was to come out and kind of level the playing field it would prevent him from responsibility in the direct sense because he could always say well look i didn't decree that women will be priests or women be female diaconate. i was just saying let us discern together he left it open so mm-hmm. they went along with it cuz it's like the germans are already in schism they're in schism they're just they just need to you know <laughs> they just haven't filed the paperwork for it yet that's pretty much all that it is um, and so they're in schism but then this is just leaving the door open for pretty much anybody else on whatever subject, but he can defend himself on the political perspective. That's why I think it's important. You have to look at Pope Francis like a politician. If you look at him from a politician, yeah. it makes way more sense.
0: Well, everybody thought they were trying to corral us into the society and then they were going to cut us off. I don't think he would cut us off. I think he wants to corral us into the society and have that be the traditional sector of the church, but he he wants it to be a one I don't think he wants to. I think he wants to corral everybody into these uh, priestly fraternities and have it be that we're just the traditional wing of the church and we we don't interact with the the main the main part. You know,
2: I think so too because when you look at especially the rescript, Cardinal Roach's rescript, the very last piece that we got from all of this traditionalist custodist craziness, a lot of the reports that were coming out was that Pope Francis was getting tired about talking about the Latin Mass issue. Why? Us tribes need to realize Pope Francis is not up in the Vatican thinking mass master center, Latin master. He's not doing that, right? That's not what politicians generally do. He looks at, at us as kind of a little gadfly over here. And he's like, okay, can, let me basically just keep them over here at arm's distance. I, we still get the money. We still keep the parishes, right? They're still technically under the umbrella. But then when you see Roach, Roach was just kind of going off on his own, like rabid. Blood. I think that's
0: what that was.
2: Exactly, and so that's why the Pope. I think he was just like, okay, I'm not going to put out an apostolic constitution banning the Latin Mass. Like, you're that's a little too far. Who cares? And so that's why I think like it's politically way safer for him to say, okay, look, I I, I did my grandstanding, right? I put out his Custodis, but I didn't I didn't ban you guys. I didn't ban you guys completely. So why are you getting up in arms at me? You know, so it's it's very, very good politically. And
0: that, Vincent, I think he. Really dislikes Catholics. He
2: just like trash. Likes... I don't. I just don't think he thinks about us twenty four seven. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't and, think he's thinking like twenty four seven Latin Mass Catholic, Latin Mass Catholics, or something.
0: And yes, that that was the whole point of traditionus, right? Like he wants to. He doesn't want us in mixed in with the with the regular diocesan parishes. He wants to put us all, off in these other groups. Yeah, um, but. I think he's getting a lot of pushback from those regular diocesan parishes, too, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. It's not it's not really about the liturgy. I, I mean, I've been trying to tell people this it's not we are not in a liturgical war with Francis. That just happens to be one little battle going on. But that's not the war. The war is for the traditional Don't moral them foundation them. of the Catholic faith. That's, that's what this is about.
2: Mm -hmm, exactly and so that's why it's like if you can ban the diocesan structures on a practical level where it's like okay you can't publicize your mass times you guys can't have any new priests saying it you can't have it in a parish church right but then at the same time you give exceptions for the fraternity of saint peter you have a history of dealing with the sspx the institute of christ the king doesn't even cough about this discussion let's be honest um no disrespect to them of course um but it's like it would be way easier just to say okay yeah it's in the diocesan world where most Catholics are. They're not going to these oratories right On in the middle. Yeah. They're not going to monasteries out in the middle of nowhere. So let me just ban it on the, like on, in the front of the store, if you will, get it out of the window. And then I can put up what I want in the window and reinvent the entire advertising. And then I can say, okay, well, I didn't take your stuff off the counter. I didn't do that. I just put it in a different spot. You know, I'm still honoring you guys. You guys are still here. I didn't like ban your product from the store. And so he knows that it's like, okay, I can, keep them upset but not to the upset point where they would all just get up and leave but at the same time i will also acquiesce to the guy who wants to put the rainbow flag in the store yeah. and i won't say well i can't say that like i love your advertising but i also won't say that i hate your advertising either yeah. so if the wall there's an empty wall there
0: Wait, do, you rem- do you remember when we were talking about the mutual enrichment conversation and you and you ask me like what what mutual enrichment went what, to the yeah, traditional yeah. liturgy that that's you have to realize that Francis there was mutual enrichment but it, it went one way it went mm-hmm. where if you were at a parish that had the traditional mass the diocesan mass now has altar rails up and it so it made people even if they weren't at that traditional liturgy it affected the rest of the parish because maybe they get some more Latin thrown into their. Exactly. Regular yeah. Novus Ordo mass. and
1: Well, I mean, let's be honest. Unicorn masses only exist because of Samorum.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So w- what you're really seeing is, look, the Novus Ordo is a conditioning tool. It desensitizes you to a lot. If you're exposed to the Novus Ordo now for the past, you know, I mean, depending on how old you are, but it's been going on for the past 60 years or so. You're going and you're seeing women reading up at the up at the uh, at the at the yeah, altar. What's it called? Yeah, but the ambo, the pulpit. Yeah, whatever. So you see women up there. Then you see women uh, giving out communion as as extraordinary ministers. You see girl o- altar boys, and you're seeing all these things. You've seen it your whole life. Now all of a sudden, a woman up there doing the same thing she always did, but now she just has vest some some kind of vestment on it's not going to be that crazy to you where you really have to think how insane it would be to get a Pope Francis right after Pope John the 23rd. It oh, would exactly. be, it would be completely insane.
2: Exactly. And that's why when you re- like for people who are really, really interested, when you go check out these books, when you go and read the historian's book inside Vatican II by Roberto de Mattei and also Ut Unum Sit um both of those books talk about that for instance like when john uh john the 23rd right was elected pope he had to expunge and i'm not saying that this is like completely 100 true but there's a lot of there was a lot of talk about this he did have to go and expunge a lot of his own personal records because he had a lot of nefarious dealings that he himself was involved in paul the sixth of course but then it's like, as you guys have probably found out, they're reading th- uh, Murder in the Thirty Third Degree. Paul the Sixth, right, commissions that whole commission to go and say, okay, guys, how many how many Freemasons are in the Vatican? How many Freemasons are in the bureaucracy? And they the Cardinal Genon do that massive study and then show them. And then I say, this is when Paul the Sixth had his big mel- unhealthy melan- melancholic moment where he just internally freaks out because he realizes, oh snap, there's a at least substantial amount to where if I was to publicize this, all faithful Catholics would say two things. One, Archbishop Lefebvre was correct. And number two, uh, all of these reforms that we have been doing are the brain children of mod- not just modernists, but Freemasons. Just think of it this way. It's like Anibali Bunini, his mass that you're going to. The mass of Anibali Bunini is potentially a Freemasonic b- baby child. right? That That's just what it is.
0: So if you if you read the the book that Joshua Charles republished uh from Monsignor I'm not going to remember his name it it's all about look people don't like hearing the word Freemason because it sounds. I mean, first off, we're going to get a label on this stupid video for saying it. Like, it's why definitely it's, about that
2: thing it, that Nicolas Cage was in, wasn't it? Like that? What? Yeah. That
0: if of- if you even mention <laughs> it, you'll <laughs> get treasure. you'll get a, yeah. a warning label on your video. You say, on we're little-
2: talking about National Treasures for the unreleased. Film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but if you read Joshua Charles's book that he re-released, you see they this Monsignor gives you the whole plan that they have laid out over a series of talks. And every single thing he lays out, they accomplished every single one. Then you read murder in the 33rd degree and it solidifies every, everything you read in that, and then just compounds it even more. And it just shows you that they were in it for the long haul. They Mm -hmm. accomplished their goals. And all right. So we're really going to have to go on to locals to talk about Nick's thesis. So if you guys haven't seen Nick's video, that he put out yesterday first off he
1: put up the first uh, five minutes blows away everything anthony and
0: i have ever ever said i listened to it two times and he put the best music behind it with the greatest imagery i listen since it's a six minute intro that he puts on i don't care if you don't watch the rest of the video you have to see this intro it is unbelievable i'm sitting there; i had the chills listening to it i had to go back and listen to it again before i got into nick's whole thing but it's it's what Nick talks about, it's it's basically the it's very similar to the Joshua Charles thesis, just using very different language. And it's it's basically Lefebvre's thesis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it pretty does. much so. If you've if you've always wondered like what Lefebvre actually thought was going on, that's what we're gonna talk about over on locals. It's Nick has done a lot of research on this stuff, and we're gonna get into it. We're not gonna do it on YouTube because. Her- Heretic hunters would be after us. Heretic hunters are going to be here, but if you guys want to hear it, we're we going to head over there. We already
1: mentioned Lofton's name. He's going to.
0: I mean, you think so?
1: <laughs>
0: I'm surprised. Eventually,
2: like he'll, we'll probably mention him so many times that eventually he'll be like, "I need royalties for every time that you guys mention me."
0: So. I honestly don't. I don't even like to. I just. It's just hard when you see like. All right, I'm going to read this. So oh boy. no, so. Oh man, I just had it. I had it all set up. I had it all set up. Oh man. Okay, here we go. So I must have said that that kid's spooky monarchy, Canadian monarchy, respecter, I, he was regurgitating things he heard on. The, so I told you guys, I washed the loft the straight
1: Lofton from Lofton's mouth,
0: right? yeah so i watched the Lofton video so this kid's repeating the same nonsense he heard on the Lofton video and trying to point it off like original thought and there's not look if you if you here's my thing if you're gonna steal somebody's idea give them credit don't pretend you thought of it like you're like you're spitting some kind of original idea it's just it's cringe so i i I told him, like, bro, can you at least say something original? Like, I don't need to hear you tell me what I watched in the Lofton video because I just watched it. He writes, every time I disagree with Anthony, he makes some mention about how I'm watching too many reason and theology videos. And he added Michael, like, he adds reason and theology to, to let Michael Lofton know. LOL. You checking my browser history, bro? Maybe it's just the fact that Michael is just reporting universal truths that all Catholics should have sent yeah. to. <laughs> no. What's happening is this guy has gaslit people to the point where the, they won't watch a video that contradicts anything they think. They they won't even dare watch something that maybe might contradict something they heard. So he, I don't care if you're watching Lofton. I watch Lofton. Sometimes it's a penance and sometimes it's just I want to make sure I'm coming in in a balanced way. So I'm not I'm trying to even bash Lofton. I think he's the corniest guy I've ever watched in my life. He's just not. I have a hard time sitting through it. He's just just his delivery, everything. I have a very hard time with it, but I still a, watch as, it.
1: As a good friend recently, said, he's a doofus he's a
0: doofus (laughs) but I, i i i never wanted to make anything about ad hominem um i can only share my personal opinion of him if you guys like watching him that's totally fine i have a hard time getting through a video of his because i see everything he leaves out he leaves out so much and he he highlights the good things and there's always good things francis always puts good things in and then Throws the little subtle things in there, and that's the stuff that upends everything. And that's my and that's what, if you're going to, I I just uh, just, he's uh,
2: he's reading it like a theologian who's trying to fix a sentence and a problem, but he's not reading it from the lens of how politics work in Rome. That's one of his biggest flaws is that you have to realize the Vatican is political it is a bureaucracy it, and so you it, have, it
1: certainly but, isn't theological anymore <laughs> like
2: it's not theological and it's not like your attempted youtube channel correction center like it's not that it is a political machine that is very very old i mean think about it the vatican political machine is way older than the entire united states way older than all modern governments it is a deep deep political yeah. And so that's why it's like, if you're just going to say, well, look, man, you guys aren't just reading these paragraphs correctly. I'm like, look, this is made by a team of politicians for a reason. So put that lens on. and It's then you'll- just,
0: it's just, look, I just trust Cardinal Zen. I'm sorry. I trust yeah. the guy that I, I, I trust the Cardinal Seurat. These guys, these are men of deep prayer. And if they're bothered by it, I'm, i am it. I don't feel guilty for being bothered by this stuff. All just, huh? like living, literally a living saint?
1: Who, yeah. You,
0: know, you
2: read one sentence from his work on silence, and you're just like, I need to go do penance for five years. You know, like I don't even but, know. Anything but about that's prayer. the
0: point, right? Like the guys that you know are spending long times of in, of their life in prayer, celebrating the mass, and they're they're not frauds if these guys are having a hard time with it, then you're not crazy for having a hard time with this stuff. And I, and I don't know what comes of it. I really do think Francis is the last bad Pope. This I think was- he, I think he is the, the crown jewel of the council. I think. I
2: wouldn't disagree, yeah. I wouldn't disagree that he's the, he's the, he's the, he's the crown jewel. I think that that's stuff. Definitely- he's
0: the crown jewel of the council. I think this stuff has been going on. It's been a slow, um, Uh, Shifting of the Overton window for 60 years, Uh, there were some good things that came out of the council, and then the subtle stuff is what upended everything and overturned everything. I mean, you really, when you read things from before the council, they sound like a different religion. Mm Mm-hmm. They There's they sent when, when It is <laughs> you. It sounds like a different religion. It sounds like when you read the popes from before the council, they don't sound anything like the popes after the council. They just it's it's a it's a strange thing to do, and it, we're going to have to just do this on the other side. <laughs> we can't do this here <laughs> because I know clips will get cut up, and it just. It's, it's just very jarring when you read things from before the council. I think, I think it's a good thing to do, to just go and read uh, a Pius, the ninth encyclical, a Pius, the 10th encyclical, and just, just read the language. The language is so different. Mm -hmm. It's, it's wild. Like you, 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 these men spoke like saints. It's so Catholic. It's so, it's so thoroughly Catholic. Mm -hmm. And it's as if the thing we're dealing with today is, secularism wearing a skin suit of catholicism and it's not truly. it's there's no concern for the salvation of souls there's no concern for converting the world anymore right this is this is really what's going on i mean the the men that are at this synod right now have no concern for converting people to hey
1: hey men and women
0: Yes, men and women and lay people, they have no concern for really bringing people to Christ and bringing them to repent of their sin and live a sacramental life so that they could get them and their families to heaven. I mean, we never needed the church to speak out to the culture more than we do right now. There's never been a time where the church was needed more. And instead of the church actually doing what it was intended to do, By by living out its commission, it is doing the exact opposite and trying to bring this nonsense into the church and dumb down the faith and make people desensitized to sin. It's -hmm. the scariest thing. They're actually trying to desensitize people to sin. Now, if you followed Francis in his guidance on Amoris Laetitia for communion for divorce and remarried Catholics, where he's actually telling priests, you cannot... Deny someone a communion if they're divorced and remarried now, because that's up to them and their individual conscience. That is what he's saying in that document. You're now putting that priest's soul in danger. Are you not? If that priest is not allowed to deny, I mean, we know what we're talking about. We're talking about heaping damnation, eating and drinking damnation upon yourself if you receive unworthily. Now, the person who reads that may... I mean, we don't have properly formed consciences. You're talking about people going and eating and drinking damnation upon their souls. And there's not even an afterthought for it. It's more just whatever we can do to give people communion, regardless of what scenario they're in. It is the scariest thing when you really think about it.
2: No, it is. I had a uh, so I teach seventh grade catechism. I think I've mentioned this before. So I teach seventh grade catechism. And I'm always floored every year by like how little the new students know because you know they'll go through catechism classes their entire life, but they don't—they've never been trained in an old catechism. So they just—they don't even know the Ten Commandments. None of them know the Creed, like the the basic Apostles' Creed. None of them know the Six Laws of the Church, all kinds of stuff. So I I always go through the Baltimore Catechism with them, and at the end of the year, they're just Catholic machines spitting out definitions, and they can explain stuff, and it's great. But I was talking to a friend yesterday who was who was mentioning that our old faith formation director, right? Who's a tratty kind of guy. He's a firefighter. Now I wish he, I wish he stayed around, but he's a firefighter. Now when he was in charge this last semester, we had some parents come up to him and complain. Now I've, been complained about because i've taught that mortal sin leads to hell and they didn't like that but this one specifically was a girl a mother came up and said what is your guys's like she was like i'm catholic you know she said the whole infamous you know i've been to catholic school etc you know where that's going and she says what is your guys's stance on homosexuality and transgenderism and this individual just was like well you know Here's the, you know, the Catechism, Catholic Church, da, da 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 goes through it all with them, and she's just like, I will, re- like, I refuse. I've been t- sending my daughter here for like two or three years. I refuse to send them to here with you guys, who are just bigots. I'm bigots. just sitting, there, I'm just sitting there thinking, just like, how many, how many Catholics, quote unquote, are going to mass every Sunday, receiving our Lord, eating and drinking, damnation on themselves. It's like what Father Ripperger said, where, where he says we have now. We have now created a system of sacrilege, right? We've systematized sacrilege because we've de-emphasized penance on just what you should do, de-emphasized also the sacrament of penance, de-emphasized preaching on hell. And we have now made the Eucharist some type of right to anybody so that even if you are divorced and remarried or in a homosexual relationship or et cetera, whatever, you now have a quote right to the Eucharist. And now we have completely systematized it. How satanic is that?
0: Let's now, no, now. Just think about what you just said there, right? And now think about are are we doing something wrong by discussing this and bringing people to the knowledge of this? I don't think we are. According to scripture, I, we're not, because it says like one of the like
2: whenever the gives the commandment in the Old Testament, "Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself." It's in the context of, "Don't let your brother go on sinning." Right, I mean, like, what kind of love would like? I mean, First Corinthians thirteen is very clear. Charity does not delight in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. So, if we see people who are defying what our Lord says, when He says, "He who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery," and that is defeated because it is our Lord speaking it in Scripture. You don't need the Pope to come out and say it, right? We know that the Scripture is true because Christ says it that it is true. So He comes out, He says that. Okay, well, what am I supposed to do now? Obey Christ. Or obey the Pope, obey Christ. It's as simple as that.
0: I just think that. To, oh man, that's such a scary thought. We've created a system of sacrilege.
2: Yeah, and it's and it can easily be reversed because it's like it takes just good priests who will stand up. But see, this is the thing: we've also created a system of cowardice yeah. because the bishops are scared of the Pope. Everyone, if everyone I've talked to in Rome, you guys have probably heard this too. All the clergy in Rome are deathly scared there's a, there's like an atmosphere of fear over Rome where they're scared of confronting the pope the bishops are scared of talking about it because they look at like the Schneider incident right and they're just like I don't want to get investigated right and so they see that and then the priest Strickland. yeah the Strickland ex- excuse me yeah the Strickland example and then we see also the priests even in good dioceses let's be honest we've all talked to diocesan priests and we'd be like father what about what the pope said what about this like what about that and the good priests are just like well if I do preach on this, like I'm afraid the bishop will come down upon me. So we've created a system of sacralization and a system of cowardice, right? And so this is where we need a true, like a true reformation of Catholic masculinity to come back and just say, "We respect you in your office, whether that be pope, bishop, priest, but we can't do this anymore. This is
0: wrong. This is so." The- I, I really think that because the the, uh, clergy can't say the things they have to say, that that's kind of why all of these channels do so well. Yeah. I really do. I think that people are tuning in because they're learning things they didn't know before. They're maybe taking their faith a little more seriously. They need to hear I mean, look, you really think about the garbage content that's out there. I mean, to sit down and listen to us vent for an hour or two, I mean, it's much better than turning Netflix on, right? But yeah. the the it's not about harping. Like okay, so we did this we did this show tonight, and we did the show on Tuesday next uh, Saturday. We have Bishop Schneider. Uh, are we allowed to do that live, Rob? Haven't heard yet. Okay, so we're trying to do that live, um, Rob, and it's at ten a.m. Eastern. We're not doing it at the usual eight a.m. or seven a.m. We're going to do ten a.m. Eastern, um. Rob's a little worried that I'm going to not stay on topic of the Gee,
1: I wonder
0: <laughs> why I want you guys to under this video comment some questions you want me to ask Bishop Schneider that you think I can ask him without without him never coming back on with us again. <laughs> because, because I, I kind of want to ask him <laughs> oh, you know what the okay
1: I like kinda like that idea. I want everyone to put two questions in a comment. First one an actual legit questions that A we can ask and that B you want him to answer. The second question just make it something you know we can't ask. Yeah. It funny? <laughs> no,
0: I will all right. So I will ask an edgy question. That's the thing. OK, so if you guys can think of something you, like really think about it, you guys have two days. It's This is Saturday morning, 10 a.m. So if you guys can think of something good, you want me to ask him, I really want to I want this to be a good interview and I want it to be something that uh, that maybe people are like, holy cow, you got to you got to hear this Schneider interview. So I'm going to actually
1: do in some the comments, not in the live chat. This.
0: <laughs> what's his opinion i'll ask so <laughs> like I, I could that.
1: give you the answer from his book <laughs> he's got it in there
0: we're doing this on youtube or locals
1: <laughs> Pro- probably not you just want me to ask
0: him the jq come on <laughs> no i oh man i know what some what's people the want final me to I final mean, solution I really when think, it comes to that I, question i really think his recent letter uh addressing altman right he says we aren't even allowed to question essentially if Francis is valid. I'm going to ask him something about that. Uh, not, not like challenge him. I'm I'm going to say like, why is it that we aren't even allowed to, because vegano says vegano directly addresses that. And he says, no, it's time to face hard questions. So I want to know why he says that. That's all. I'm just going to.
2: Yeah. What's it called? I, there was an episode I saw yesterday of, um, Oh, what's that show that our, our, uh, great gentleman, Ryan Grant is a, is a host of, you guys remember rundown. Rundown. Yes. Thank you. The rundown. I'm just having a a brain spasm here, but it, it was just him that was mainly speaking about this yesterday about Schneider versus Vigano, and, uh, Ryan Grant puts it so perfectly. There is no answer at the moment. So we can take either, either, or in the strict sense.
0: Um, that's a good question. Uh, Gabriel without wings. Um, Okay, that's I'll, maybe I can ask him that. So when the church hierarchy that are, all right. So you guys got to leave this in the comments after because I won't
1: in the see, comments.
0: Yeah, it has to be in the comments after because I won't see this. But that's a good one. So yeah, so when, can, when you guys tell us that it's time, uh, time to fight back. What besides praying? What does that mean? But I really think. Look, everybody says that uh trads are causing division in the church. I I think. What we're doing, all this internet talk and all this pushback, I think that's the only thing holding back an avalanche.
2: It is in a certain sense keeping them like them accountable because they know that this is – I mean this is common discourse. I saw um, – I won't say who because I don't know if he'll want me mentioned, but uh, a Comunio scholar – now, I'm a Thomas, not a Comunio guy at all. But I saw a Comunio scholar happened to be uh, – and he was writing his own article about this at the opening of the synod. Right on synodality, he went to the the opening mass and everything, etc. He was reporting on now. He is a critic of the Holy Father, and he says, Man, when I went there, there was like maybe at max 150, 200 people that were there at mass that was outside in that massive, you know, basilica. And only about one to two percent of Catholics, right, worldwide, even participated in the synod. There is no interest, there is no interest. We get more views than there are at the opening mass. That's the thing. Like we get more
0: (laughs) not just that. We look, this video will get more views than the pro than the next six months of Mike Lewis content. (laughs) Well no, because Mike Lewis content isn't technically pro Synod stuff. True. It's not. You have to look to Mike Lewis to see pro synod stuff. Mike, That's
1: what I said. I said Mike Lewis. Oh, I thought
0: you said, I thought you said Lofton. I'm sorry. No. Um, no, Lofton is not pro synod stuff. Look, you won't see Lofton get on and do and talk about how wonderful Laudate Deum is.
1: That,
0: He's not that, going to. He's going that, to ignore it. No Unless
1: Taylor Marshall
0: mentions it. Right, yeah. Then he'll do. Then he'll break down why there's not, you know. But he's not going to get on and talk about how good Laudato Deum is. He's not going to get on and talk about the wonderful things of the Synod. He's going to just deflect and and it, it, it's it. He is the antithesis of of Marshall. He he just not even though. I was going to say not even. Not even. Yeah, it's unfair to Marshall. It's not what he is. He's just. His whole channel is just, it's not even pro-Francis, it's Bash Trads.
2: That's what it's become. It's like, it's interesting when you go to his like playlist and you'll see like, oh, five to 10 videos refuting the errors of Islam, right? Two videos on Hinduism. Hinduism, like a billion followers, Trads, 500 videos, right?
0: He's (laughs) doing four of them a day. Yeah, it's just like... He's doing three, four videos a day. It's wild. Bro,
2: bro, bro, play with your children, please. Please go outside, play with your children. Talk to them. Have some friends in real life, man. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Go to your Pray. local Catholic parish. Oh, wait, you you don't do that either. Never mind.
0: Oh, I agree with this, Sam. I think so many. I think so much of the hate he gets is, is envy. Oh, for sure. You know?
2: Every, like, let's be honest. So most people, I would say, like... Everybody wants to be the next Taylor Marshall until they're actually in that position. Because it's yeah. like Taylor Marshall has a lot of. Let's just be honest. He probably has a lot of like internal stress just because there is a huge community that looks to him. Like, look at his sub count. Isn't it like in the seven hundred thousands now? It's some, probably it's, like, up there. It's like he blew up. It's, like he's
0: blown up for forever. But I mean, like, he went on Glenn Beck. He went. I mean, look, he's the go-to guy, right? Yeah. And he's still. And I still DM him. I mean, it's like he's the yeah. guy. <laughs> he,
1: he knows anything he says. He's going to get a ton of flack for, yeah. for some reason,
0: right? Yeah. Like that's no amazing. matter what he says, people are people are watching every word he says. I mean, he did he did a breakdown of Veganos' letter tonight. No, exactly, right. and so that's why it's like hosts
2: that specifically go, they throw a bunch of flaming fire behind him, call him sismatics, make their whole channel basically the as we've called it before the Taylor Marshall response channel they are essentially like the MSNBC to Donald Trump. Like it's like whatever he says, I'll ankle bite it.
0: I'll say this about Matt. I think Matt, look, Matt's trying to catch up. He's trying to, I think he's trying to stay out of it, right? Mm -hmm. He, He is. He's trying to stay out of all of this. And he's just trying to have Catholic conversations. He's just doing something very different. He's not in the Catholic commentary arena. So I know people give him a lot of flack for not saying stuff. But I just don't think that's what his channel is.
2: No, and that's not even what like both of ours are because, as you guys have talked about, that's not the purpose of yours. Mine, yeah. like I made a like I made the big video yesterday, but I don't like talking about it. What my show is really supposed to be is talking about scholasticism because that's what I'm interested in. But all of ours has has practically had to become that because of what's going on,
0: you know. Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're all right. So we did all right. So the whole point of this whole lead up was so Tuesday we did that show. Tonight we did this show. Saturday we have Bishop Schneider, and then uh, we're. I want to get Nancy Charles on, and I want to hear because Nancy Charles went from uh like rainbow stuff. Like tr- she was, tr- I don't. I, I think she said it publicly. She was trans, and she was on like the verge of offing herself. And it was a miraculous conversion.
2: Yeah, I can't.
0: And, interviewer, that's gonna be epic. Uh, so I really wanna get her on. Um, um I, so I, I know Josh is worried about her <laughs> catching, not, uh, yeah, Frag, I got scared up by me. <laughs> uh, Josh is a little worried that those, that community may come after her because of, um, He's afraid that community is going to come after her. They're a very vicious community. Can't believe Rob's letting you. Come on,
1: guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, okay. So that's going to be, I'm going to do, we're going to do that soon. Um, And I want to do some positive stuff. We're actually going to have Enoch is going to be doing a short segment called GCN, Good Catholic News. They're going to be like two to five minute segments that he's going to do, and they're going to be just good things happening in the church, whether it's conversions or uh, miracles, Eucharistic miracles, things like that. Whatever you can find good news around the church, you're going to do like two to three minute segments. Just pop it up. We're going to throw it up on our channel. We want to bring more positivity on here. I don't want to keep doing drama. This has just happened to be a very eventful week. Uh, Do you guys ever ponder whether trads are sometimes too Pharisaic uh, how can we know whether we overstep, for example, not being respectful when speaking of the, Oh, I always worry about, look, I don't say any of these things lightly and I try not to talk about Francis too much. Um, I I'll talk uh, especially about his person. Um, I don't think any of us should say any of this stuff lightly. It is a big deal. And we are supposed to respect the hierarchy no matter how wicked they are, because unfortunately they're in that position and God has allowed it. Right.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: I mean, when Jesus is before Pilate, <laughs> he says, you have no power but what God has given you. God has given these men authority.
2: Yeah, 100%. And so, you know, what that's what's so interesting. It's like God has given everybody who has authority, authority, and it can either be for blessing or for a chastisement. And so this is one thing I even put up on Facebook the other day. As much as we criticize the Pope, we're, we often hear like, pray for the Pope, pray for the Pope. We all need to do that. But it's like, look, Advent's coming up. This is the perfect time to get into the St. Martin's mm-hmm. and actually dar- start doing some real penance for what's going on. And not just say it, but actually do it. It's like, easy, skip a meal, don't have dessert, don't have coffee, you know, take a cold shower. Like these are small little acts that you can make voluntarily that go a long way. Do it for your priests, it, do it for your Pope.
1: Anthony, You. it was probably a week or two ago you said, you asked if we, as a channel, should do something
0: oh, know, for the Synod, for the yeah. Church,
1: or for the Synod, and, and we kind of got off on other subjects. Um, I think okay. we started talking about um, St. Martin's Lent, which we plan on doing, but I think long-term, what if just you and I and anyone else who's involved with the channel wants to do Meatless Saturdays in addition to Meatless Friday's?
0: Or Wednesdays. Let's do Wednesdays.
1: You think Wednesdays? It. I was just thinking Fridays might be easier for people who aren't used to it because they can make one big meal and have leftovers. Uh, I just think
0: Wednesday. Day. It's always been Wednesday and Friday in the tradition of the church, and we do Wednesdays well, and Fridays during Lent. So Fridays,
1: Fridays and Saturdays are Saturdays traditional too. So oh, is it? Yeah.
2: If you're going really, really old school, it's like I think it's like around 100 days or something a year you actually get me for like full old school, old school.
0: (laughs) Should we do Wednesdays then? I I like Wednesdays. I like the idea because just because it, it it, it keeps me in a rhythm on a week on the weekdays Um, and Saturdays. I, I, you know, I tend to just do family stuff and I don't want to have something when like, I don't mind fasting and and doing penance when I don't force my family to do it with me, but I don't want to put them in my, it'll be a lot of work for my wife. In other words, yeah, fair enough. I don't want to do that to her. So, um, our shepherd's
2: pie, Anthony. <laughs>
0: Yeah, tonight, oh, they tonight, go tonight over. was like plant rollatini. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's 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 jump over to locals. So, yeah, so we got some fun stuff coming up. Uh, definitely check out the Bishop Schneider interview and leave us some questions in the comments if you guys can. And we are going to jump over to locals. Uh, please join us. Nick is going to break down the Archbishop Lefebvre thesis, and I'm going to show you guys how that is actually a parallel thesis to all the things we spoke about with Joshua Charles and even connects to the talk I gave in, sh- in Chicago.
1: And we'll somehow do all that in 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll get a half hour in tonight
1: over
0: there. <laughs> oh, okay, go ready? check Nick's video out.
1: Yes. The traditional uh, I'll, Thomas. I'm gonna, but- I'll put it in the description afterwards. Go
0: check it out. Even if you just watch that intro. Holy cow, that intro, man. I've never seen anything. I'm telling you, my heart. I was like, let's go to war. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yeah. Like this video before you leave, guys. All right. Thank you. We'll see you. This goes out to all you men out there who are inclined to submit yourself to the lowest faculties in the most pathetic manner. You effeminate man think you were created in order to consume endless amount of pleasure without any consequences? Put your damn video games and smartphones down and pick up something heavy. Do something arduous for once. Pray daily. Submit yourself under the interior discipline, learn a trade, buy some land, get married and have lots of kids so that may you one day raise a generation of virtuous warriors. Learn the rules of the retrograde. do with y'all.